Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're learning Masech Asuma Daf Ayin Aleph. And we're starting at the very bottom of Ayin Amid Beis, two lines from the bottom at the two dots. And here the Gemara says, Kidesh Yada Viraglov. We're going to get into this sugya, one we've learned about already. We know that we have a tradition that the Kohen would have gone to the mikvah five times on Yom Kippur during the Avodah, and he would have done Kidesh Yadayim Viraglayim uh, a total of 10 times, one before and after each change of clothing. So we're going to get into this sugya a little bit more because the following Pasuk seems to be out of place in Chumash. Very strange. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis have taught us in the Brisa two lines from the bottom, Ayinam at Beis, Aaron al Ohel Moed, Lama Why did Aaron go back into the Beis HaMikdash, into the Heichal, into the Kodesh HaKodashim, to go back in and to take out the spoon that held the Ktoras and the Machta, the shovel that held the coals. Turning to the top of Ayin Alf, the Gemara says, Shekola Parshakula, this entire section in Chumash, um, this entire section of Chumash in Vayikra, Perek, Tes Zion, Hakola Parshakula Nemer Al It was actually very much in order. It's how we actually uh, practiced in the Beis Hamikdash. Chutzmi Pasuk with the exception of this, because this pasuk says that you went in to go get the machta. The next pasuk says that you did the shechita of the ayal of the rams, and that's not correct. Says the Gemara, my time. How do we know that this pasuk is out of order? Because Amar Chizda Gemiri, we have a tradition. Gemiri. Whenever we see this word, it pretty much means, uh, not always, but frequently means halacha lemosh misinai, sometimes means just we have a tradition. And what is our tradition? Third line, that on the day of Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol will go to the mikvah five times, and he will do kiddush adayim v'raglayim, washing his hands and feet at the kior ten times. If you say that the psukim are halachic in their order as well, then we have a problem. We're not alternating clothing from white, gold, white, gold, white, gold, white, gold, white, gold, white. We're not going in that appropriate order because the way that the psukim would work out is that there wouldn't be a particular change of clothes. And if there wouldn't be that particular change of clothes, says the Gemara, then five lines down, you would end up in a scenario where you would have only gone to the mikvah three times and you would have only done six of the Kiddush Adayim So it can't be, says the Gemara, that the Pasuk is correct in its order. The words are correct, but the Seder of the psukim can't be correct. This is a fascinating discussion in the following area, which is, uh, we briefly spoke about it yesterday, about, or a couple of days ago, about Ein Mukta Mumu'uchar B'Torah. Now, normally we say that from one Parsha to a next, to the next. I don't mean Parsha in like Breshis Noach Lech Lecha, but a Parsha means from one section of the Torah until there's a break in the text called a Psucha or a Stuma, whichever one, that is called a Parsha in Halacha. So normally when we say Ein Mukta Mumu'uchar B'Torah, normally, that's in different sections of the Torah. Here we're saying from one Pasuk to the next, a very, very uncommon um, precedent in Halacha. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that it's the case. Because if we don't say uh, that the Pasuk is out of order, if we read the Pasuk and if we would behave this way, then we would not be able to check off the box of our tradition that the Kohen Gadol would go to the mikvah five times and wash his hands and feet ten times. So says the Gemara six lines down, well, maybe the Pasuk could be in order. And the way we get to the requisite number of uh, Tvilos and Kiddush Adayim is by making sure that we do the Seir Hanasa Mibachutz, 
to be contrasted with the Sir Nasa Mibifnim. The Sir Nasa Mibifnim is the Sir Lashem, its counterpart to Sir Lazazel. The Sir Nasa Bechutz, as we saw in Rashi a couple of blot ago, is a reference to the Korban Musaf. So the Gemara says, maybe we bring the Korban Musaf in the middle, and therefore you're changing your clothes again. And that adds in the number of Tvilos. You're going to change your clothes there. So you get two more Tvilos, and you get four more Kiddush Adayim Braglaims up, up to our tradition of five and ten for Tvilos and Kiddush and Reglams respectively. So that could work if we put in the Korban Musaf in the middle. So there's two answers to this. Amar Abai, he's answer number one. He says, Amar Kra can't be. That the Korban Musaf was done as he left the, the, the holy part of the Beis HaMikdash. It can't be that the, those Korbanos were done at that time. And therefore you can't uh, answer with this with your answer. So Abai rejects that. Rabbah has another reason as to why this couldn't work. Rabbah Amar, Amar Kro, Pashat as Big Day Habad. You will remove the linen clothing and then the next words in Chumash was Asher Lavash that you were wearing. So it says the Gemara, Shein Tamadomar Asher Lavash. I don't need the Pasuk to say, take off the clothing that you were wearing. It says the Gemara, you can't remove what you aren't wearing. So, and the Torah, real estate is everything in the Torah. So why does the Torah go out of its way to say the words Asher Lavash? So it says the Gemara, quarter of the way down, third of the way down, why does the Torah say in this Pasuk, in this pasuk that when you remove the big devad, Asher Lavash, the extra words of that he was wearing, says the Gemara, it must be that he's wearing white garments now, that he he was also wearing at an earlier point, which means that there was definitely a change of clothes that took place in the middle of this avoda, which means the Pasuk has to be out of order. Maskif law, Raba, Barav Shila, the, uh, why don't we, we're going to ask the same question on uh, Rava that we asked on Abaye, which is, maybe one of the korbanos was brought and inserted into the middle of the avoda, says the Gemara with the same answer, it was right when they left the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore we cannot accept that answer. So we're going to pause here just to summarize that this Pasuk that we started with at the bottom of Ayinam at Beis, which says, when he went in to go get in the Kaf and the Machta, it was actually out of order in the Pasuk, and we know that for a variety of reasons, Machlokas and the, the Amoraim as to how we know this, but that was the fact that Gemara assumes that the whole parsha Vayikra Tezayin, the Avoda of Yom Kippur was all in order with the exception of this one Pasuk, which is that it actually was inverted with the next Avoda. And that was the only way we would be able to check off the box that the Kohen Gadol would go to the Mikvah five times and do Kiddush Adayim V'raglayim 10 times. Amen. So says the Gemara, two lines before the wide lines. You, you said this Pasuk is the only exception. Well, I'll show you that there's another problem with this uh, set of Psukim in Vaikra Tezain. Says the Gemara, these Psukim in this particular order don't really work. You're going to burn the fats of the animal. And then later it says, you're going to burn the animals of the par and the seir. So what comes first? Do we say the burning of the fats of the animal comes first? or the burning of the animals themselves comes first. So says the Gemara, the ilu anantnan, whereas the psukim have a particular order where the burning of the fats came first, anantnan, we have in our Mishnah, haroe es kohen gadol kshehu kore eno roe par v'sayir hanisrafen, that when the kohen gadol is reading the Torah, we said that it was logistically and halachically not possible 
to to see uh, to see to see the burning of the par in the seir. However, according to the Mishnayis, we burned the fats of the animals after the burning of the animals. So here's our contradiction, says the Gemara. You said the only thing that was out of order was the Pasuk that was referenced at the bottom of Ayin Amad Bey, is the Pasuk that speaks about going into the Kodesh HaKodashim in order to remove the Machta and the Kaf that were used for the Ketores. Says the Gemara, that's not right, because these Psukim in Vayikra Tezayin also say that the Emurim, the fats, should be burned first, followed by the animals. Yet our Mishnayis don't work that way. Our Mishnayis is that the animals get burned first and the fats get burned later. So says the Gemara, maybe we should say, you're right. I didn't mean that that was the only Pasuk, but that when the Pasuk started talking about the Kaf and the Machta with the Pasuk that we started with tonight, it's from that Pasuk and on that there's no uh, chronological order for the remainder of that Parsha. So says the Gemara, look, you know, we, we need to have our ducks in a row here. Why is it that we're saying that the Mishnayis are in the right order when the Psukim are in the wrong order? Shouldn't we be giving this credence to the Torah to say, look, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the author of the Torah. Why are we pushing this to say that the Psukim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look, you did great, but we're just telling you the order is flipped. It should be the other way. Why aren't we kafuf to how the Psukim are organized? It's very weird, right? We're, we're Orthodox Jews. The Pasuk comes first. We always start our learning there. Yet here it seems that we're relying on the Mishnah more. So it says the Gemara, we're halfway down on Ayin, Aleph, Amud, Aleph, four lines into the wide lines. Why are you saying that it's the Psukim that are out of order? Shabish Masnisa. See, we've seen this before in other areas. It's Brisa Mishabeshte. We've had this line in Shas, not so many times yet, but we'll get there where the Brisa was mistaken, right? But you can't say that about Psukim and Chumash. So says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, there is a reason why we had to say this, and it's based on Psukim. Oh, so how, how did the Psukim indicate uh, the order of things that the burning happened later? The burning of the fats happened later. Says the Gemara, halfway down, Amar Abaye, Amar Kra. The Pasuk, uh, Abaye is making a comparison between two words, not because the words mean the same thing, not because they're referencing the same thing, but because they're structured the same way. There are a lot of reasons to compare one thing to another. Here, it's simply the structure of the words, Ve'ha Mishaleach and Ve'ha Soref. The words are structurally similar. So says the Gemara, just like we know that when the Seir, La'azazel, was sent out earlier in the process, we'll see a raya for this soon, it was also therefore the case that the animals were burned first. And therefore, by definition, the fats were burned later. That's why the Pasuk in Chumash is, not, is what we're saying is out of order, because other Pasukim in Chumash force our hand. So it's really not a question of, do we like the Amoraim over the Psukim? That's not what's happening. We have contradictory Psukim and Chumash, and we need to make them work. One set of Psukim shows a, a chronology where the burning of the fats came first, followed by the burning of the animal. But another set of Psukim and Chumash indicate with the Hekash of Vehamishalech and Vehasorev that the, just like the Mishalech was earlier in the process of the Avoda, so too the burning of the animals was earlier in the process of the Avoda. And because of that, we have a contradiction between those psukim, and therefore the Amoraim explain, but it's not the Amoraim against the uh, psukim. That for sure doesn't work. So that's the approach that Abaye says halfway down on Ayin Aleph Amid Aleph, that we have a, a, a heckish of sorts between the words. So Rava, uh, then the Gemara says in response to Abaye, Adarava, I could have argued the, the following. 
you just reverse the comparison. Yes to the comparison, the words and are similar, and we should learn from one to the other, but let's learn in the opposite direction. Maybe we should learn from sore first. Maybe we could say just like the burning of the animals is last, and maybe the burning of the fez was earlier. Why are you learning your, your heckish in the direction that you want? You're a fair weather fan. It works out nicely for you, so you're going to learn that. That's not the right way to learn. Learn with integrity. Maybe you can learn it the other way too. So says the Gemara, you can't learn it the other way. You can't learn it to say that the burning of the animals was last. Why not? Because says the Gemara, when we say that the Kohen um, sent out a Mishalech, he sent out someone with the Seir Zazel that was the Meikara Mashma. And Rava actually strengthens this with his own answer. Rava Omar, he says, Omar Kra, Yamar Chai. How long does the Seir Lazozel have to stay alive? So the halacha is Ad Shas Kapara, until the Kapara takes place, asks the Gemara. When is it that the Kapara takes place? So says the Gemara, When is it? It's at the time when Kapara takes place. It's at the time of the Shechit of the Seir Lashem. But in order to do the Seir Lashem, which is earlier in the Avoda, you first must send out the Seir Mishtalech. We've learned this already, that once the Seir Mishtalech reaches the Midbar, we said it was base Chodro, uh, I think it was uh, something like that, Chodoro, Chiduro, I can't remember, a mission from a couple of days ago. No, I don't remember. So once he got to the desert, that three mil distance out, and then the Seir Lashem died, no problem. The, the whole Avodah is still kosher. So what do we see from here? That the Seir Mishalech had to be sent earlier. Therefore, the Hekish has to be that the Seir Mishalech was sent early. And because the word Vehamishalech is similar to the word Vehasoref, we therefore know that the Srefa of the animals took place first, only followed by the, the Emurin, the fats of the animals. The Gemara now shifts into an Agarata, almost three-fourths of the way down or so. Asi Mishaleach, when the Mishaleach, the person who took the animal to the cliff, returned. Matzo Bishuk Kohen Gadol, if he goes into the marketplace in a public place and he finds a Kohen Gadol, Omer Lo, the Mishaleach, goes over to him. What does he say? Ishi Kohen Gadol, Asinu Shlichusecha. We did what you asked us to do. We took the animal to the Midbar. People walked with me. It was beautiful. We pushed the animal off the cliff. Shalom Yisrael. What if the Mishaleach who returned from the desert and he finds the Kohen Gadol in his house? So then the conversation shifts. Omer Lo, he says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you who give life, me and the Kohen, we did your avoda, a shift in language. When he's in public, he has to give due cover to the Kohen Gadol, to give cover to him. So it's not nice to... It's not nice to kind of talk about him to Hashem. You should talk to him and say, we did, we did what you asked us to do, Kohen Gadol. Fine. But here, when it's in private, so then uh, he praises a Kodesh Baruch Hu directly. And this language of Mechai Chaim, the one who gives life, this was actually part of their jargon. It was the way that they spoke, says the Gemara, Amaisa Shahaya. The Gemara says, Amar Rabba, When rabbis would depart from one another after learning, they would say as follows, you give life. You should have a life that is long, that is good, and it is mesukan, where you have everything that you need. This was the bracha that they gave. It would be our uh, equivalent to giving a lechaim and saying lechaim tovim shalom, right? Whatever, it's, uh, whatever is, it's close, right? what we have in our culture. But that was the phrase that they used to say, I would have thought that would have been a phrase that would have stuck around. I've never heard anybody say it as a term to reference at Baruch Hu. But it's a beautiful phrase, and that's what they did in Pompadisa. Now we're going to learn some drushos 
uh, in the Gemara, Salech Lifnei Hashem Be'artzos Achaim. This, of course, is it. We say this in Halal. The Pesukim in Tehillim. So Amar of Yehuda, Zeh Makom Shevakim. Salech Lifnei Hashem. That when I walk with Hashem, it should be Be'artzos Achaim in lands that are alive. Remember that David Amalek was on the run for a significant portion of his life because Shaul was after him. He was always on his heels. So he was never really mamish settled for a long time. So while he was on the run, what did he daven for? Oh, Let me be with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a place where there's Chaim. What is Chaim? The simple things in life. It's a place, says the, the, says Yehuda, where you could walk into the store and buy what you need. So simple. This isn't Grace uh, Ashkafa, right? It's a very simple, basic necessities type of, of explanation. It was a very hard life that David left during that phase of his life. And he says, There should be a marketplace for me. Says the Gemara, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, Ki Years of life. So it says the Gemara, You're not dead. If you're, if you're not dead, you're alive. So what does it mean? So it says the Gemara, everybody knows the answer to this intuitively. It says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Elazar. These are the years of a person when they take a turn. A person who's been through a challenging time and then exits those challenging times into good times. They are able to see the difference between years that are filled with no life and years that are filled with life. And that's what the Gemara is saying here. The Pasuk is recognizing the challenge that a person goes through in a time that is raw and the beauty of its contrast to then have Shnos Chaim in the times that are Tova. Five lines from the bottom, the Pasuk says, Alechem Ishim Ekra, to you, Ishim, a word referencing men, yet a very strange conjugation of the word. Ish means man, Isha means woman. When we say plural, it's anashim means man and nashim means woman. But this word is very strange. So it says the Gemara, Amar Abrachia. We're going to see a few Dibre uh, Chazal from Abrachia right now. Elu These are the people who sit and learn all day. They're not hitting the gym. They're not doing laborious work. They're sitting and they're learning. And the Gemara says, Shadom and Lenashim. They have a frailty to them, uh, which the Gemara compares to women. Yet they show a caliber of strength similar to those who are working out in the fields. So there's a discussion here. What does this mean? Does it mean the gvura of tefillah? Does it mean the gvura of actually sitting and learning? Everybody knows that you can come to the base medrash. It, it's beautiful for, for people to see you walk out of your house and go learn. Done deal. Education box has been checked. But what you do when you're there, that's why all my rabbin used to say over the years, women get more scar than men when a, when a woman sends her husband out to learn. Because when she's home, 100% of the time she's covering for her husband. But when he's in the base measure, she's schmoozing for 20% of the time. So for the 80% of the time he's learning, he gets scar, but she gets 100% because she committed to the cause. So that's what the Gemara says. The Osin Gvura Ka'anashim. It's an achrayas. When a person is sitting and learning and the community is supporting them, no room for batala. They're on the community's dime. They have to sit and they have to pound the pavement and they have to learn. One who wants to give wine on the Mizbech, then you should give wine. Uh, it's code word. You should give sustenance to another play on this Pasuk that we, uh, that we just learned in another way. A person sees a Torah's Posekes Mizaro, that there's a break in the chain in the family of Torah values. So then the Gemara says, It needs to be the case that he should then marry a Tamar Chacham. Who needs to marry a Bas Tamar Chacham? That's not clear from the Gemara. So there's different shitas. Some say it's going to be the child. I think if the child is not interested in Torah, he's not going to want to marry the daughter of a Tamar Chacham. 
just guessing. Maybe it's talking about the father, then it assumes the wife is not alive anymore. Okay, it's not clear from the Gemara. When the uh, when Yaskin Ba'aretz Sharasho, if the roots age in the ground, and they begin to become dust and die in the ground, top of Ayin Aleph Amid Beis, then you're going to add a little bit of uh, water, you're going to add a little bit of flour, and all of a sudden everything's going to be okay. And that's uh, what the Gemara uses as a code that a person should marry a Bas Tamar Chacham. Says the Gemara, a little bit of uh, community politics. Says the Gemara, we know that when the Kohen Gadol would come out of the Kodesh and he remained alive, it was a, it was a celebratory moment. So here's the Gemara tells Amaisa Shahi, a ton of Rabban, and the rabbis taught us in the Gemara in Sanhedrin quoted here. Hmm, that's not right, sorry. What is this Marimakom here? It's not a ton of Rabbanon. Interesting. It's just a Misa, it's not a Bryce at all. Excuse me. That's what the Gemara says. Maisa, there was a story of a Kohen Gadol Echad. There was one Kohen, Mikdash, and he exited the Beis Mikdash with safety. He did his avoda perfectly. He was the man of the hour. Everyone was walking down the street after him, throngs of people at his heels. And then all of a sudden, while he was standing there, basking in, in the glory of everyone enjoying his presence for having done his job, all of a sudden, Shmaya Avtalion walked by. They were the uh, the Nasi of the Bezdin, right? The, and they uh, uh, and they walked by. All of a sudden, everybody turned and they they swung away from this Kohen Gadol and they started focusing on on the others. Shavku the Dide, they. The throngs of people left him. They left the coin gondol. They all gathered around. So if at the end, then they were ready to, to leave. They came to say Shalom Rav. They came to say Shalom Aleichem to the coin and they left. So then the coin gondol gives a little bit of a jab. were gerim. They, uh, they came to the, to the Jewish people by choice. So Amar Lehen. The Kohen Gadol says to them, singular to plural, the Kohen Gadol says to them, to I hope that you from the nations have peace. Namely, you're a bunch of Gerim. Okay, you're big Chachamim now, but you're Gerim. And that's not, you know, you. I hope you have peace. Namely, I'm annoyed that you took the crowd away from me. So they punched back real quick. They didn't mess around. They said, it should be that those who are from the other nations have peace because because they're behaving like B'nai Aaron. Aaron was Oiv Shalom, Varodev Shalom. Umekarvan, every who is he was a warm, a warm person, right? And this person says the Gemara Shmaivaftan, they said, below Yesi Bar Aaron Lishlam. Maybe there shouldn't be peace to a person who even is a Bar Aaron, but he's not behaving like a Ben Aaron. You are going to come give me a jab that Shmaiv Avtalion, the coin Gadol said to Shmaiv Avtalion, you guys are, it, it, I hope you have peace. You guys are a bunch of game. He's like, you're not behaving like a coin, Bichlal. It's not right. You need to be behaving better. That brings us to the next Mishnah, 10 lines down or so. And Ayin Aleph, Amud Beis, let's continue. We seem to have finished the Avoda. The Ayin Aleph, Ayin plus Aleph, it's seven plus one, eight. The eight garments of the Kohen Gadol, just a good way to remember what page it's on. This Mishnah depicts the different Kohanim, the different Begadim of the Kohen. Kohen Gadol, Mishamish Bishmona Kalim. The Hedyotos Be'arba. The Kohen Gadol would wear eight, uh, eight garments and the Kohen Hedyot would wear four. 
Those are the regular four that all Kohanim would wear, even the Kohen Hedyot. He would add in the Choshen, the Ephod was an apron, the Meil was a coat, the Tzitz, of course, we know he wore on his forehead. Now, when he in the latter case with the Kohen Gadol, when he had the Choshen, the Ephod, the Meil, and the Tzitz, with these, they were able to ask the, uh, a Shaila via the Urim Vitumim uh, to get an answer. However, only a king could do so or only in cases of need, but not stop. You couldn't ask every last child you needed. It had to be a case of duress. It had to be a serious case scenario. The Gemara opens, and the rabbis taught us, when the Pasuk says, Shesh, Right, tolas shani v'sheish. Right, we see this many times in the Chumash when we don't pay attention to it. But the word sheish here teaches us chutan kaful shisha that the threads was six in one thread. There were six threads to make up one thread. Mashzar. When we see the word mashzar in Chumash, it means shmona that it was eight to one ratio, eight in one. Meil. When we see the word meil, it's shnei masar. There were twelve threads in one. Paroches. The paroches was made out of a very, very, very heavy thread. Esrim ve'arba. There were twenty-four threads in one. Even more, Esrim Meshmona, very thick. So asks the Gemara, a third of the way down, an Ayin Aleph Amid Beis, says the Gemara, Chutan, um, is that right? Chutan yes. How do we know that uh, the string of Sheish, of linen, was, was a six count? How do we know that? Says the Gemara, because the Pasuk says as follows. The Amar Kra, Vayasu es kosnos sheish, ves hamitz nefes, sheish, ves pare hamig bos sheish, ves michlase abad sheish mozar. Chamisha Kraiksibi. We see that the word sheish is used five times. So what does the word mean? The Gemara here says that we now have five drushos to make on the word sheish. Sheish doesn't mean six, don't get confused. The word sheish, which is a garment, it's linen is being used five times. What are the five drushas? Says the Gemara, Chad the Gufe, the Kitna Nehavu. First, to teach us that it should be made out of linen. The Chad Sheyuhu Chutan Kaful Shisha. The second, to teach us that it's six threads per thread. The Chad Sheyuhu Shizurin, that it has to be properly braided and winded to, and wound together. The Chad Sheyar Begadim, Shalonem Arbahen Sheish. And the other uh, garments that were made with linen garments also had to have a similar minimal count of six. The Chad La'akev, and the last one was to teach us that if you want to save a couple bucks and cheat on the thread count, you're not Yotze. That's not called a Beget. The, 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 the clothes of the Kohen Gadol were Le'ikuva. And if you, the thread count was too low, they, they were not big day Kohanim. And there would be a P'sul in the Avoda. Yeah, that's a big problem. So you have to make sure that it's uh, that it was made correctly. Says the Gemara, halfway down, my mashma Shesh Kitna. Who says that when it says Shesh in the Pasuk and Chumash, who says that that's talking about linen? The Pasuk doesn't say that it's talking about linen. So the Gemara answers. Um, sorry, the high sheish kitna who? Question mark. Amar of Yosi, Bereb Chanina, Damar Kra, Bad. The Pasuk says that it has to be Bad. Davar ha'olamina karka Bad Bad. It has to be something that grows from the ground in singular form. And when you look at the stalks of flax from which they beat out the linen, so that's grow, that grows in individual, in individual strands. The Ema Imra, maybe we could say that when the Pasuk says Bad, that it's not talking about linen. Maybe it's talking about wool, and it's the hair that grows on the back of an animal. And that just grows one hair at a time. So says the Gemara, 
And uh, apparently, uh, my, I have girls whose hair we brush. Sometimes you have split ends. So says the Gemara, the sheep had split ends. Says the Gemara, Imra iftsule miftsula. The hairs would splinter at the end. Yes, at its root, it would start at one, but the hair would break open into a number of parts at the end. That's not a fulfillment of the drasha of bad bad, that it grows in individual isolated stalks. And therefore, it can't be that it's made out of wool. So then says the Gemara, but hold on one second. Kitna nami iftsule maftil. But even flax, even flax breaks up into, and it splits at its ends, says the Gemara, not without an external source. Kitna agab lakuse mafzil. The only time it splits is when we smack it with a hammer. Otherwise, it, they grow in perfectly individual strands, no split ends. Ravina Amar we have another uh, way that we know that bad, that sheish is a reference to linen. Says the Gemara, pere pishtim, there were hats or turbans that were made out of flax. That's what the Kohanim would wear on their heads. They'd also wear pants that were made out of flax. So what does the Pasuk say? That the clothes of the Kohanim, the hat, the turban, right? And the Mechnasayim, that they were made out of flax. So he just extrapolates back to Chumash, but this was Pasuk in Yecheskel. But he, extrap- like back, he extrapolates back to a Pasuk in Chumash, that if this is what the Kohanim were wearing over there, they were wearing flax, it must be that that's what we're talking about over here. Yecheskel knew what he was talking about. He was a Navi. So says the Gemara, Omar le Ravashi, hold on one second. man Omra. Well, Yecheskel lived a long time after, after, after the Mishkan in, uh, with Moshe Rabbeinu in the desert. And there we had Kohan and we had to wear certain begadim. So I don't understand. Only We only figured this out by Yechezkel's time. What about the gap in years? So says the Gemara pushing back on him. Uh, this is Ravina and Ravashi. Remember, they were the final editors of the, of the Gemara. Not quite as we know it, but they were the final editors of adding in the statements of Amorim into the Gemara. So they had an argument. They said, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, Ravina says back to Ravashi, according to your logic, according to what you're saying, that there's something about Moshe, but we only learned it from Yechezkel, which was the following, that a, a goy and an Arel an lave and an Arel Basar is not allowed to go, a Ben Nechar as well. They're not allowed to go into the base of Mikdash. But the fact that Yechezkel is the one who wrote a Pasuk, a Pasuk, and it doesn't mean the one that he was Megala, the Halacha. It was already the Halacha. We already had a Mishkan before Yechezkel. These Halachas had to be Paskin done already. We knew. We knew one way or the other. So says the Gemara, Ella, here's really the truth. We're three-fourths of the way down. Ella, Gemara, Gemiri, love. No, Yechezkel was Megala, was Megala in Pasuk. He found a, a, there's a Pasuk that indicates as much that a Goy should not enter the Mikdash or an Arel should not enter the Mikdash. Hachanami, in our case too, uh, to, uh, to Ravina's answer, when he says, Peire Pishtim, and he quotes the Pasuk of Yechezkel, that they wore hats that were made out of flax and they wore uh, pants that were made out of Flax hachanami. It was Gemara Gemirila. That was always our tradition. You're right that it wasn't a pasuk in Chumash, but still So we're going to stop right here at Masar Shmona. We're going to stop here about 15 lines or so from the bottom of the page, maybe 13, 14 lines, and we'll pick up tomorrow. Mitzvah Shem with Daf Ayin Beis. Wishing you all a beautiful night.